cups and swords and chariots and wands. Friends, have you ever just found yourself with nowhere to turn? Maybe in a time like this, you've made all the Allison Roman recipes you can find, or you've realized that baking just isn't your thing. I know that I'm a better sourdough finisher than I am a starter. The other day, instead of sitting down to do the work I knew I should be doing, I decided that first I would clean out my top dresser drawer. Yes, the one with the photos and old pins, postcards, high school science medals, my clown nose, other bits of flotsam and jetsam from a life very well lived. And in that drawer was also a deck of tarot cards. I think they were handed down to me by my grandmother Gandry, herself a bit of a dabbler in the mystic arts. Opening that deck and smelling the old paper, which made me recall the attic in my father's home and the boxes when we packed up my grandfather's condo in Cape Coral, well, it struck me that sometimes, almost always, things and people come into our lives at exactly the moment we need them. I've said it before on this show. But tonight, you're here, I'm here, and a deck of possibility is laid out before both of us. All we need to do is to step through this portal that leads us to the deep night. Hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so pleased, honored, and humbled to be your host and companion through this next hour of regrets and revelations that we call the Deep Night. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. Is there a Gowanus tarot deck yet? Well, there should be. Ten of gelatinous goo-filled cups, queen of Verizon trucks, page of melting swords, that dolphin. I'm saying there's a lot there. And there's a lot that we have for you tonight on this show. First of all, we're going to have a conversation with the uh, songwriter and musician Victoria Reed, and then we'll get to the Deep Night Spotlight. I realized I was feeling a little hopeless, and then finding my old tarot deck, well, it inspired me to reach out to a person who I'd met recently and who I knew would be up for doing a reading for me. And so I called up New York comedian and tarot reader Desi Domo. So tonight we'll have uh, my conversation with Victoria, and then we're going to premiere a new track from her new album, and then after that we'll have my uh, very own tarot reading uh, with Desi Domo. Now our guest today is no stranger to tarot, astrology, and finding one's way through the darkness, and we talk about all of that. She's a songwriter, as I said, a musician with whom I had the great fortune of calling up on the internet phone and having a conversation with. So let's go to that now, my talk with Victoria Reed. Victoria Reed, welcome to the Deep Night. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I want to say uh, thank you for the wonderful music you're putting out into the universe. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad you're so glad you're connecting with it. Oh, I am. I am. I enjoyed all that I could find. And uh, next week, your new album comes out. Is that correct? Yeah, it comes out on the 24th. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Um, I know this is kind of a weird time to be launching anything. Um, so excitement is probably tempered a bit by reality. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty strange. You know, I think it, it felt like very bad timing at first. My, my first single came out a few weeks ago or last month, I guess that was, um, you know, right when the tone of things really, really shifted. And I thought, wow, I've been waiting like four years since my last record to put out new music. This just feels like a really strange time to be promoting uh, my, my myself or my work. Um, but then, you know, I realized it might actually be really, um, really unique and really special timing in some way, because I think people, people need music, people need distractions. And, you know, what I've been saying is you look at th- these heart heartbreakingly beautiful videos of Italians singing from their balconies playing music and you realize that people people need music right now so I decided to just go 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 forward with it it's it's true people do need music and I have been seeking out more musicians uh just in the past couple of weeks for that same reason that it gives my mind something to do other than worry Mm -hmm. um and especially I think an album uh from what I've heard of it uh, of yours it has some potential to help people through this have you been seeking out music as well what what has it been um have I been I mean I'm just I'm constantly listening to music um my husband is a pianist um so I'm just you know, he's always playing we're always playing there's just always music <laughs> happening around around my house um yes. so I don't even know if I ever if it ever even feels like seeking things out it, it's just kind of an all-encompassing kind of thing um well you've chosen that kind of a life then exactly exactly yes and but i do have a lot of other friends that are putting out uh records right now so i think i've probably been been digging in digging into those more than anything and have you found that it's that you're able to be productive during this time I mean, I don't really have a choice because I, you know, I'm moving forward with putting out this record. Once I made that decision, um, you know, it's a pretty full throttle thing. And as much as now I'm not, uh, you know, all my, all the tour touring got canceled and all the CD release shows, um, this has required a lot of getting creative um, in, in all new kinds of ways. Um, And having, I find that, you know, I'm talking to a lot of, a lot of, friends that are saying, oh, I'm just so bored. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm the busiest I've ever been. It's just all day long. It's pretty wild. It's a lot of new technology to learn too, I'm finding. It really is. Yeah. It's interesting. And you're playing the virtual concerts and those kinds of things? That, um, yeah, that is on on the agenda. Um, I haven't done an official one yet, but I'll have one the day of my CD release. Um, I'll be live streaming through um, a, an amazing clothing line out of Barcelona named Paloma Wool. Um, I'll actually be taking over their Instagram for a live stream CD release show. And then some others are kind of popping up um, that I'm about to announce pretty soon as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad then. I'm glad mm-hmm. that this is a time where you have a lot to, to occupy yourself with. Um, yeah. <laughs> and probably <laughs> probably not the moment to be writing a lot of new music because you're so focused on what's happening. Yeah. Although, you know, I am, I, I'm still, I'm doing a lot of that. You know, it's, it's funny because everyone, I, I think right away people were very quick to say, all right, this is a time when like we can all get to work and like work on our art and, and make more, create more, be even more productive. And as much as that that feels true in a lot of ways, um, I'm also really hesitant to to buy too much into that idea um, because there's a global crisis going on, and yes. um, for sensitive beings and even non-sensitive beings, that's just a lot to process. Um, 
Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really not, I'm not forcing anything, but I never really do force it anyway. Music for me is really just when I write a song, it's because I feel like writing a song. It doesn't really work the other way around. I don't get as much out of it, I guess, when I force it. So anyway, yeah. I, th- I think I'm just, I, I've, I found a pretty good balance with it. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, everything benefits from a little time, too, mm-hmm. especially if you're feeling things intensely as we are. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, though our spirits are meeting in this digital realm, mm-hmm. where is your physical presence? Uh, I am in Mexico City, Mexico. I see. And yeah. uh, I imagine uh, I imagine uh, spring in Mexico City must be lovely. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're fortunate enough to have this beautiful jacaranda tree outside our window. There are these beautiful um purple blooms we have have them in the u.s too but um around this time of year they just blanket the entire city here and we have this huge one right outside of our window that just today it's losing like its last few blooms and now it's just a green tree but it felt like pretty um pretty good timing and in a way to uh be locked inside the house during just that small little window when it's actually blooming Yes, and is nature reclaiming the city as it is everywhere else? Um, it is. Yeah, I, I would. You know, we've been going for a walk about once a week, and it's it's pretty empty out out on the streets, which is which is encouraging to be honest. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's also there's this is around this time of year outside of the city. Um, farmers are burning off their crops. So it's smoky right now. So whereas in a lot of big cities, they're like watching the pollution levels drop. Ours are kind of staying the same here, unfortunately. (laughs) But I guess then it would be worse otherwise. So Right. Well, I I know that I'm scared to go to the subway here because, uh, well, for lots of reasons, but mostly because the underground now belongs to the rats. Mm, is that we've true? Had, I didn't know we've that. Had it. Yep. That, that's we won't be doing that again. Wow. Um, now, how long have you been in Mexico? <laughs> um, uh, I moved here, relocated here from from Brooklyn, actually, um, just over a year ago, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, well, and so far, and it's must be nice. You're staying there, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we decided to stay. You don't um, have a choice now, but uh... <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's beautiful. Um, I had been traveling here. Uh, my husband played here about ten, maybe twelve years ago on tour, and made some connections that kind of turned into a whole world for his music down here. And then when we got together, he immediately brought me here and I started playing my music here as well. And we got married here and just kind of um, started building a, you know, a, a little bit of a community down here and, and just always had such a, such a beautiful time. And I kind of just got the bug one day a few years ago where I just was like, I want to move to Mexico City. It just took over me. And yeah. Yeah, a few things panned out where our loft um, in in Williamsburg, which was a pretty classic artist loft building, was sort of coming to a natural ending. Our our view ended up getting blocked. Uh, the building <laughs> got bought out by new owners who were trying to make everyone miserable and kick everyone out. Um, and it worked. Um, they actually paid us to leave right around the time a, a good friend here in Mexico, uh, right around the time that they were moving out of their apartment, which... Um, was one that had always kind of been my dream. We would always stay here with them. And I said, if you ever leave, you have to let us know. So the timing uh-huh. kind of worked out and we went for it. We, we you know, we took took the leap and and it's been pretty magical. We're, we're really glad we did it. 
Well, that's good. And it sounds like you've uh, followed a lot of your instincts throughout life. When things have uh, opened up, you've been able to take advantage of that. That's true. I guess. True. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully I'm getting good at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much in your trajectory in your life that has made you who you are. Of course, uh, you grew up with music in the family business. Mm-hmm. And then when it came time for you, I was wondering if you were compelled to also make music or was it something you kind of fought against? Um, it was never anything I fought against. I, uh, from a very young age, started writing songs just as a way of sort of processing my emotions. Um, you know, I, well, I think maybe I, I first did it because I saw my older sister writing songs. She's three years older than me and getting a lot of attention for it. And me at the age of like five or six was like, well, I can write a song too. So maybe that's how it started. But by the time I got to middle school, um, it was like a very, it was, it was like the equivalent of having, you know, it was my diary. It was how I processed, you know, think what I, what I was going through, all the, all the, all the drama and trauma of being 12 and 13, which was weirdly a very tough time. Um, but I think it is for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, you can say that about any era. But um, that's true. <laughs> like, wow, that was wow, that was a lot. <laughs> but, um, Living is a lot. Yeah. One time, yeah. My, my grandmother said recently, she's like, uh, I think she's ninety. How old is she? And she just, I was sitting sitting with her, and she just took a big sigh. She just said, oh, "It's a lot to live a lifetime." <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad that's how you're feeling. She's like in pretty good health. She's like doing all right, but she's just exhausted, totally exhausted. Um, anyway, yeah. So I, so I, I don't know. For me, my my parents always really encouraged it. Um, you know, my dad, he has been a longtime saxophone player with Bob Seger, who is an incredible, just a legendary songwriter, and they would always kind of stress um, the important. Uh, the, the importance of, of songwriting and, and his artistry in, in that respect. So yeah, they always encouraged it, but they also never pushed it on us, um, on my sister or I. They they uh, they didn't want to push us away. Which to, now I'm 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 a little bit uh, frustrated by the fact that they didn't make me like stick with my piano lessons or learn to play an instrument sooner. <laughs> um, I'm like, where would I be if I had been, you know, <laughs> doing that at an at an earlier age? But you know, everything everything in its right time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And from what I understand, you were raised with and pursued a mixture of, uh, of philosophy and faith and maybe a little mysticism. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And, and did I understand that someone uh, drew up a birth chart for you that was formative? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't I actually don't remember that much from that, that particular reading. It was my 13th birthday party. My parents hired a, an astrologer to come and give people readings. And um, that, yeah, that was the first time that I had my entire birth chart read uh, and was I, that something uh, popular of, at the time? Um, I mean, let's see what year was that? It was like 19, <laughs> no, no, 2000. Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was very, no, I think it was like a little strange, but you know, I also, I grew up in like a, a kind of conservative town just right outside of Detroit. Um, and my parents, you know, were like, my dad's a musician. My mom was a playboy bunny. So we were already kind of like the, you know, the odd ones out that, that were, we were very welcomed in. Um, but it was, yeah, it was very us to like have an astrologer at the, at the 13th birthday party. And everyone was probably like, what? (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think it, it definitely, um, that, I, and, and even bef- before that, I always really identified I'm a Leo. It was always like I always felt very much 
so um a leo and maybe that was what i connected with first and maybe you know leos are known for like being interested in themselves in a way for better or for worse so maybe i just really liked hearing about myself um i'm like yeah tell me more but no but really it i i think from that age on i always sort of i i looked at myself and at at my life through the lens of astrology on some in some way or another i see mm-hmm. um i i feel like i should go back and ask was the the playboy bunny in a club was um, it one of those kind of deals exactly or just in the- yeah she okay. was a bunny in the clubs in miami uh, in miami yeah pretty glam yeah well <laughs> uh, but back to the astrology, uh, <laughs> because uh, for for me now this is slightly different. But uh, I remember coming to it at an early age when they had the with Chinese astrology, mm-hmm. because we used to go to a Chinese place that had all the zodiac signs on totally. the place. And I always marveled at how right on it was for me. And what are you? Of bunny, well, I was going to say, speaking of bunnies, <laughs> I'm a rabbit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you and are. always right on. Uh huh. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a snake. I think I felt a little weird about that growing up because wow. I don't know, as a little girl, I'm like a snake, really? Um, but now I, I, I don't get think it. I've met a snake. Oh, now you have. <laughs> well, wonderful. <laughs> but really, when I look at like uh, at my, my friends that um, were, you know, that I went to school with growing up, so like my friends that are the same age as me, there is a snake thing that kind of threads us all together. Like we're all, we all have our, of course, very unique personalities. When I look at it, I'm like, yeah, we're all snakes and not in a negative way necessarily. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and how is uh, sort of that mix of astrology and you studied philosophy, right? I studied philosophy in college. Yep. Uh-huh. And so how do these sort of different structures of belief, how do they all shape your approach to uh, writing songs? Oh man. I just, you know, it just, it's just all in there. It's, 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 you know, my, my songwriting is, is deeply personal. It's all, I, I probably only have one or two songs that are like in any way fictional um, or not personal. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just hard to, to not be colored by that in, in, in some way. Um, you know, I studied philosophy for I, I dropped out of college actually at just a few semesters shy of getting my degree because um, I realized that actually the way that those beliefs, my spiritual beliefs and, and practices were converging with the philosophical pursuits were were clashing in in a in a pretty major way. I kind of went a totally different direction um, from the philosophy thing and ended up more on like the the Buddhist uh, like zen side of things where it's like oh actually don't overthink it (laughs) the more you think about it the farther away you get from the truth um and that maybe there's more to just feeling um or maybe this is that you know that's something that i always felt in my philosophy studies was was left out of most of western philosophy and continental philosophy well i guess in the continental program you learn about eastern philosophy as well and that's when I kind of started getting into Buddhism and realizing that, well, wow, in Buddhism, there's this experiential aspect of, of meditation that you actually can't really talk about at all. And, I mean, you can, you can describe it, but that's that's not the point. And, and I really felt like I was on to something there. 
mm-hmm. philosophically. And, and really my, my original pursuit was just to like, I, I knew that I kind of had a knack for understanding things from that like philosophical, critical thinking standpoint. And I wanted to be the person to be able to describe these um, like spiritual experiences that I have and, and beliefs and understandings in a philosophical way that, you know, really like a, some kind of like rational man or something that I, that I picture in my head could be like, oh, yeah, finally, now I believe you. Um, it was quite a bold pursuit. And then I really I've now I've ended up at a place where I'm like, I don't I actually don't care to explain any of it to anyone who, because if you, you either get it or you don't. But anyway, so I think all of that whole journey shows up in, in my music and in my lyrics. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Most of the time is just processing all of that and getting to the place that I'm in now and, and the journey that it took to get there um, and where I'm headed and where I hope to be. So all, all of that, it's just, it's all in there. Yes. And uh, are you someone who feels things deeply? Oh, yeah. It feels like a weird thing to say because it's like, well, don't we all? Um, But yeah, I definitely. um, Well, I think there are there are differences. There certainly are shades. Yeah. Some people clearly have have not a real great capacity for Mm -hmm. uh, empathy and Mm -hmm. other people, uh, perhaps like myself, tear up instantly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at the yeah. slightest uh, provocation. Yeah, I recently wrote a song called The Queen of Feeling Everything um, <laughs> because <laughs> it's like I, I've been charged with um, with maybe like that because you're so sensitive. Oh, you're sensitive to that kind of thing. And I'm yep. like, well, maybe I'm not sensitive. I'm just like really great at feeling, <laughs> feeling things. <laughs> Let's reframe it. I like it. I like yeah. it. No, I, I identify as someone who feels things deeply, definitely. Yes. Um, well, uh, let's talk about tarot yeah. because uh, I, it influences the new album a little bit, I gather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the spirit of everything being connected and in anticipation of our conversation, I had my cards read oh. and it started uh, with the chariot card. <gasps> really? And then I was listening to your album on Spotify and I look up and it's called Chariot. Really? Is that right? Is that true? Y- yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I would not have made that connection had I not just had the reading. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, everything's connected. Yeah. At a very deep level, Victoria. <laughs> You're falling <laughs> in. Do you remember your first deck? Oh, my first deck. I It probably wasn't even a tarot deck. It was um, an angel card deck. Um, I worked when I lived in Chicago, I worked at uh, a place called Ruby room, which was, um, dubbed as a spa for the spirit. Um, so it was a place where you could go and get a facial and get a massage and get your hair done. And you could also get, um, energy healing, Reiki and your aura red and, um, acupuncture and, and all of these things. And there was a little store that, um, that I, that I worked in there and where I would check people in and out um, that had every, every deck under the sun. And so I think I probably, that's where I first got into the Oracle, Oracle cards was just like all day long going to the decks there and just pulling. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, I have a couple of them myself, but one of them I'm a little afraid of. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> I, don't, because... I don't mess with the scary ones. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, I believe in the power of things in objects, like mm-hmm. certain things come into your life, as we said, for a reason, certain moments, and yeah. then you're in a relationship with that thing. So you have to be careful. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's all I'm saying. Do you get that vibe from inanimate objects like that? Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's why I started with angel cards. Um, I always, I, I didn't really know how I felt about the angel thing. Um, you know, I was, I, I was raised Greek Orthodox, um, you know, going to church. It was like a three hour service in, in Greek almost every Sunday. Um, and I, and I felt c- connected with, with, elements of of that um and i loved like there were always like really beautiful angels on the ceiling of of the church that i can remember because greek orthodox churches tend to be like a little bit more ornate maybe i I could be wrong i I think Mm -hmm. than um than maybe like a typical catholic church or something um but anyway so i think i felt connected in that way but then i also ended up always associating angels with like what you see on like a like like sewn onto a pillow in like a house that (laughs) smells like carpet you know like i don't know i don't know how to describe it um like pot roast and and carpet um and but then i had um actually my boyfriend's mom in college she was a psychic a really gifted psychic and she um taught classes on developing your intuition i i assisted her in those and one of the things that she was big on was angels and she kind of encouraged me to reconsider them and and what i really learned is that And I think what I love about it, connecting with angels now via just like a regular tarot deck, um, is there's there's something gentle about the energy that I find. Um, It's Mm -hmm. gentler. It also feels a little more um, feminine or at least gender neutral to me in a way where I think um, like Christianity and 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 even tarot feels like it's it's really loaded with um, like the patriarchy (laughs) in in themes of that in ways. So. But anyway, and I, and I realized that like the the messages in these in the guidebooks for those angel cards are they tend to be a lot gentler. And I at first I thought maybe that meant that the information was less valuable or less real. And then I realized like no, there's actually you can frame anything in a gentle and, and positive light. You know, you don't have to be pulling the tower card in 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 the tarot deck um, <laughs> to you know that's going to like scare you in, into just like scare you straight in order to get some value out of that guidance. Right. Yeah. Well, we started our reading uh, by, by sort of summoning the spirits a little bit and sort of the personal, uh, personal spirits that guide you, I guess, mm-hmm. or I always consider them like a, a board of directors, but the, the, mm-hmm. the people that I, uh, I consult with myself personally, we brought them into the room yeah. uh, before doing the reading. And that's a little bit like the angel thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think I've ever called them that, but that's what it's like. Yeah, maybe they're angels. And it, it felt good to have them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I read that you do a tapping meditation every morning. Yeah. That sounds very calming to me. Yeah, it's calming to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where you, you say a kind of statement and then tap various parts of your, your, your body? Um. <laughs> well, so I actually, I adapted it from... Uh, a tool that I picked up in, in in EMDR therapy. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a therapy that involves um, the way that I did it. You you have these little um, when I call them buzzers, it sounds like it's like electroshock therapy, so I don't like to call them that. But they're uh-huh. like these little um, devices that you that you put under either hand, uh, like on your legs, like left and right, and they sort yes. of vibrate. They alternate. Um, and what it, part, part of what it does is it's meant to sort of make a connection between your left and your right brain. So things that you have just kind of been on a loop about, which tends to happen when we have traumatic events in our lives that we can't quite process. Um, mm-hmm. 
it, yeah, it, it, it really supports you in sort of making the connection. Um, I, I tr- usually I look into everything I do with that. I actually, I haven't even read that much about it because at the time I started that therapy, I was so desperate for it to work. I was like, I'm just going to try it before I let myself overthink myself out of it. And yeah, I would scream. It's, you know, it's the, the gifts of that type of therapy and what it gave me from the rooftops. And anyway, so, but part of what you do is you sort of have these resources, um, as they're called, where before you go into, you know, processing anything in, in therapy, you, you set up a really strong foundation of, of, sort of like resources you can call on so which meaning like helpful energies like a peaceful place that kind of thing and yeah so I kind of again I I got so much out of it that I decided to just kind of adapt it in my own way at home and so every morning I do my little my little headspace mindfulness meditation which I love just like five or ten minutes and then I launch into my tapping thing which um yeah so basically it starts with a peaceful place which is something that I always found kind of difficult um, to conjure up somehow. Um, You know, I always thought that it had to be like, like, um, you know, like, I don't know, like in an open field or like by a babbling brook. Um, (laughs) And it always just felt like kind of cold. screensaver. Yeah, Uh exactly. It felt like a screensaver. And it it honestly always kind of gave me the creeps a little bit. And so I would just kind of skip it (laughs) in any any visualization meditation. And then I realized um, probably in therapy that that peaceful place could, it it didn't, it could actually be like a, a lived experience. So I, I, you know, I think I started by sort of taking myself back to my childhood in in the '90s in Miami, which I grew up in in outside of Detroit, but also back and forth between Miami as well. So like uh-huh. not the '90s in Miami, like Spice Girls era, being on the beach, um, or like even like the first time I went to visit um, our friends that had moved out of the country. They moved to London, and we were hunting for snails and in, in like the the woods of their backyards and the English countryside which is yeah that's pretty idyllic sounding as it is but um yeah so these places that I don't know these little snippets that kind of felt very real very soothing um really golden and just very true um Uh I realized I could I could kind of conjure up at will and something about the tapping I don't know I don't know what it is or how it works but it does and yeah well, that's the important thing. <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah, it's become, I, I, I joke that it's become, it feels like almost like a, a superpower that I have because, you know, I've I've definitely had my, you know, as maybe a lot of us have, have had times where I don't feel as at ease in the world. So to learn how to sort of conjure that up in a way where I, I, I joke that I can go from like 60 to zero, you know, I could be like on uh-huh. the, uh, on the edge, like full on panic attack. And then I do the meditation and I'm just like, Oh, I connect with what's, what's true and, and good again. And it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And who would have thought that spice girls and snails would be the thing? <laughs> oh my God. You, they have more in common than you'd think. I guess so. <laughs> marvelous. Well, uh, in listening to your, your, previous album there was a line that stood out for me and forgive me if i'm getting uh the track uh, i don't recall the track exactly but um the line uh, seemed to speak to the moment um that we're in that darkness i sometimes love it when you pull me down just so i can figure out i have better things to do Mm, yeah that's for make it easy make it easy but it speaks to renewal and rebirth doesn't it yeah absolutely yeah It, it speaks to um 
yeah, I, I think like, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that finds that finds meaning and, and a purpose, at least in, in everything. And that's, that's just what I'm geared towards doing. And um, I think it's really, it's pretty obvious to me when I look back at the difficult times in my life, um, just the, the purpose that they served or how they redirected my course. And, you know, in retrospect, would I have done it differently or like, changed the, you know some of the pain that I had to go through or like done things in a, in a less of a harsh way absolutely and yet you can't really say that because um I don't know you find so much love along the way you learn so much and I think that's it's kind of what life is all about and I think if you don't have those dark moments it's hard to even recognize the the bright moments for what they are otherwise it would just all be this weird bright blob <laughs> that you couldn't <laughs> distinguish from anything else you know yes yes no. yes it's certainly how i've been able to process grief or loss or those kind of things to yeah. say well that has shaped me and so now i am able to do the things that i can do because i went through that and uh, if that makes me more uh, empathetic or sympathetic to people well that's helpful too exactly yeah i mean, and- I mean that that album, that album Chariot came out of me studying philosophy. Um, and, you know, also good going through some really difficult, really, really difficult things in my life simultaneously. And it all kind of coming to this head, I had a full on spiritual crisis that um, propelled me to drop out of school. And literally that same day, I was invited to New York by this music manager that I had met years before that, just out of the blue, invited to New York to to make a recording. And that first recording ended up being the first few songs of Chariot. So, you know, even that, it's just like that really redirected my course in a way that, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier. It seemed like everything that that came after that was just such an incredible blessing and, and felt so true and like, okay, yeah, now... Now I'm at where I'm at, you know, or I'm where I'm at where where I'm meant to be in a way or in a place that feels true. So, right, yeah, right. Um, the new album, mm-hmm. Aqua Madre, mm-hmm. uh, similarly concerned with overcoming or moving through darkness. Is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, I think if if Chariot was was me processing, like I was in the thick of it. I really, <laughs> I was just like trying to find the ground, um, and I'm. I'm not exaggerating in any way. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty insane. Um, but, um, yeah, I think this, this record really reflects more on, um, how I got out of it and, and, and what I, what I've found to be true since and, and really like, yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of it reflects on my, my experience in, in therapy that I had and, and I don't know, I think for so for so long and during that time, I was really just like trying to put the pieces back together. And now that they're back together, um, it's so funny. Like, I feel like sometimes like I have the luxury of, of like having issues that aren't as, <laughs> I don't know, quite as that feel quite as life or death, but are, yeah. are really difficult nonetheless. Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do, a lot of this record has to do with like self-love and and coming to terms with that and that's again I think I think for whatever reason in my life there are certain things that got I don't I don't want to say stunted but certain lessons that maybe I I would have processed earlier that I that I couldn't because there were bigger things at hand um externally if you're going through extremes and that kind of thing it's a difficult moment to Exactly. Consider something like self-love or some of the nuanced things that happen throughout throughout our lives. I was going to say, 
Exactly. Oh, well, sorry for, <laughs> for jumping in there. <laughs> no, exactly. So I think so. It, yeah, this it it, it it still feels like equally you know as vital in the moment when I'm writing the songs. But it's it's yeah, it's been really nice with this record to um, to explore some some new some new ideas. And sonically, it's a little murkier than the other album. That you got some fog swirling in there. Mm. Some notes seem to catch and snag and bend around your voice. Mm, I like that. Um, yeah, you know, I worked with um, an, an incredible producer, uh, Otranova, who is an artist. Um, he has his own solo career in his own right, but he, um, yeah, he also produces other artists, and I. Re- I connected with him after, you know, I had been a fan of his music since back when I was in college in Chicago and connected with him. I got hired to sing um, in a chorus for a, one, a, a show that he did a special presentation of one of his records he never put out. Um, that was a couple of years ago in, in Brooklyn. And we just, we really connected. And so he is this kind of like avant-garde, like, um, experimental guy in his own music, but he has really, um, really deep kind of like pop sensibilities. So I think that combined sort of lends itself to maybe that that murky sound that that you're describing in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm very much in favor of it too. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it speaks to Thank the you. to the gray area that we were referring to. Yeah, and, I'm all, uh, I've always been drawn to like the dreamier, dreamier things, like the music that I listen to. I mean, I listen to a huge range of it, but I but I, I feel my songs in a very dreamy, ethereal kind of space. Um, so it was really in interesting and exciting to sort of take things to that place but we also referenced a lot of like or like the headspace that we were in was like you know like Annie Lennox and and Sade you know it's that uh-huh, that kind uh-huh. of thing even which which when you listen to it on the surface doesn't seem like uh, as murky and, and ethereal but it, it also does kind of exist in that space as well so it's interesting yes. to see how that panned out oh I I, I like thinking about those in in the relation to this, mm-hmm. uh, those two examples you gave, because yeah. I, can, I can hear that. Uh-huh. And even the videos seem to have a little more, mm, I don't know, grit to them. Mm. <laughs> There's okay. some, some ritual dancing or something going on there. <laughs> uh, echoes of the OA on the Netflix, uh, trying to conjure a new dimension. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what we were doing. <laughs> well, I'll keep practicing. And if I break through, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so um, now, uh, finally, the, the Aquamadre, it refers to uh, to what? The, the Aquarius? Uh, this has kind of been a hard one for me uh, um, for this record cycle because it actually refers to so much. Um, uh-huh. It's kind of hard to narrow down. But I, w- I woke up, we, were, we had rented this Airbnb um, about an hour outside of Mexico City in Tepoztlan, this really magical town that kind of backs up onto a rainforest and these beautiful mountains. So it's kind of, it's a pretty it's a pretty spiritual place. Um, and I woke up one morning and the name was just in my head. And yeah, I realized that like when I kind of broke it down, that it, it represented so much. It was kind of like I've been focusing a lot uh, a lot lately on um, a point in my astrology called the the north node um everyone has it in their chart their north and their south node and they kind of point to like our destiny in this lifetime um like what we or you know not even destiny because you don't have to believe in that to, to get value out of it but it's sort of like what we're meant to sort of embrace in order to feel fully fulfilled and fully realized 
Um, and also then our south node is what we're meant to release. And I have an interesting one where my north node is in Aquarius, which is the opposite sign of um, Leo, which is what I meant uh-huh. to release. And I'm a Leo with a Leo rising. I'm very much like Leo energy. Um, and so with that, speaking of nuance, like what that, what, what I've come to learn when you kind of have that situation where what you're meant to embrace is and embody is like the opposite of who you are. Um, it's not that you're meant to just like totally let go of all, all the Leo parts of you. It's that you are meant to like find a really nuanced expression of it where you're really only allowed or like given permission to engage with sort of the higher, um, higher expressions of the energy, not, not the more negative expressions of Leo energy. Um, anyway, but I really connected with, with the whole Aquarius thing, it, it rang so true for me, like everything that I read about it just felt like um, it, it like m- most of what I read about my, my own astrology or what I've learned about your, or my family. But this really hit home in a, in a really intense kind of way and in a really helpful way where I was able to reframe what I was doing in a way that felt liberating and um, and, and a little truer and a little more sustainable, because I think that you know, part of what that access is about is is the balance between like Leo, who is the performer and and loves to be seen and and praised and and is great at like gifting the world with like that warmth and that and that entertainment and that generosity, and yet can maybe get too caught up in the um, how am I being perceived side of things. Whereas Aquarius is more detached. Aquarius is, Aquarian energy is, is it's the bringer of the new age. It's the, um, you know, it, it's the sort of like, just like fly your freak flag, like don't even worry about what other people think. Creativity just for creativity's sake. Um, very optimistic, right? Very, yeah. I mean, both signs are optimistic, but I think that um, what the, what I really boiled it down to was was an emphasis. Whereas Leo, maybe there's an emphasis on being special. Um, Aquarius is more an emphasis on being unique, and and I don't know. I found that to be really helpful because in my experiences, even performance and. Not, not as much in making the art, but in, in releasing it and like living life as an artist, um, I can kind of get caught up in, in, the, in a, a trap where it actually doesn't feel as, as fulfilling as, as I, as I always imagined it would, where, um, if I'm focusing too much on just like, oh my God, is, is everyone enjoying the music? Is everyone enjoying the show? Like, is this okay? Is this worthy? Am I, um, it, it just like sucks the life out of it. And, and it really takes it away from the place that, but it begins for me so naturally, which is very sincere and very authentic when I'm writing these songs. Um, so anyway, to focus on it from an Aquarian point of view, which is like really a big piece of that is just sharing helpful messages with the world too. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of that just reframes it in a way that feels sustainable. It feels true. It feels like I can remain connected to myself and to others in the process. Um, anyway, so I think that was probably one of the biggest pieces of that, of the Aqua Madre name. So the Aquarius, I was pulling the Queen of Cups in my tarot deck at the time, which in the deck I have is the uh, the Mother of Cups. Uh-huh. So you also get the, you know, the Aqua Madre kind of connection there. Yes. And yeah. um 
Yeah. Also, my first ever screen name in the 90s was Aqua Girls. I shared it with my sister. It was uh, in it was in honor of the band Aqua, who sang the just major, major hit Barbie Girl. Do you remember it? <laughs> I can't quite conjure it. I'll oh, be my honest, God. But... You'll have to listen after this. Dance your heart out. I will. <laughs> um, so anyway, so like the whole, like, you know, the 90s energy that I conjure in my meditations, the, the yes. tarot card that was really like, again, the, the Queen of Cups tarot card is all about someone who feels things deeply and channeling your crea- creativity in a way that's like helpful and in service to others in some way. So it all just felt so aligned with like my intent um, and, and what, I, what, I, what I've realized is helpful for me to be aligned with as an artist that I thought that has to be the name for this record. Absolutely. I'm going to try to do better at aligning intent. I, <laughs> I think that's a positive thing. thing to take away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, Victoria, uh, uh, this has been so wonderful talking with you. Yeah, um, yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time. Where can people buy or stream the album when it comes out? Uh, April 24th. Is that the right date? April 24th. Um, Everywhere. It's, you know, pretty much anywhere. (laughs) iTunes, Spotify, there's something called Deezer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll put all the websites up. (laughs) (laughs) All of it. You know, I don't know. Amazon. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately I was, I was printing vinyl records for the, for, for this release. And the day that I put in the order, the, the plant, got uh shut down for Uh you know the current coronavirus circumstances so that's going to be postponed but eventually you'll be able to you'll be able to pick that up as well (laughs) yes so much delayed but so much to look forward to yeah totally yes um well wonderful victoria i wish you a good health and safety down there and a great success with the album thank you so much I, i i wish you all the goodness in the world All right. Well, I hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much. I'm not singing I doing well for someone who has been to hell and back. Can't you see that I just want to help and I can understand that.
wonderful. Wonderful. And that track uh, can be heard on Aqua Madre, which is out everywhere by Victoria Reed on April 24th. Uh, now, we're going to do my reading with Desi. So uh, this was a lot of fun uh, to do an audio tarot reading, and uh, I enjoyed it immensely. So let's, let's just see what the cards have to say. Desi Domo, how are you? Dale, I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing okay, <laughs> all things considered. Uh, now, we brought you in from the cosmos out there because I wanted a consultation from the stars. Yes. And you have a project called, uh, what is it? Well, my it's, it's called Starkeology Tarot. Yes. And, and what's, what's that all about? It's, um, well, I've been reading tarot for a few years now, and I decided to, to, to make it official, <laughs> legitimize it a little bit. So I started my own channel, and uh, I call it Starkeology Tarot because um, my favorite card in tarot is the star. It's all about healing and guidance, and then combine it with the word archaeology because um, tarot is a tool for introspection. So we, we dig deep and we uncover our mysteries and and treasures that uh might not be floating around in our conscious oh well i like that very much thank you <laughs> and uh, though we know each other through comedic circles this yes. is a serious effort there's this isn't a bit or something oh no uh no and uh, you said you started doing this a few years ago yeah yes yeah i've i've had i had a a deck of cards for a, a good long while longer than that but um i just a few years ago is when i really got serious about it was there a moment that uh, uh, encouraged you to 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 take them up you was know, there an incident uh, you know i can't think of a specific incident other than just as i got older life got harder <laughs> i was and i was like i, I need help <laughs> i need to like yes. support myself some way and so i found myself turning to them um really as a form just to a form of 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 self uh soothing and um and getting insight uh just you know in but completely by myself not needing a, another person to do that right well for uh, uh fortunately <laughs> that's the time we're in isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> now uh, do you do you charge for this normally i do i do normally charge. Okay. that's also part of 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 going going pro <laughs> yes. i've started charging yeah 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 so uh well uh let's let's get to it do we need to know what kind of deck we're using we are using um a rider weight deck for all the tarot fans out there and i'm also using the wild unknown deck to clarify any extra cards that we need to clarify okay that sounds good and once we're all done with this you'll send me a picture yes yes i will okay yeah you, okay. you got to see these pics Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the audio reading, uh, I, I need to be able to picture it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and do you need any personal information from me before we begin? Or are you okay? Well, that's honestly up to you. Do you have a specific question that you want to ask? Or would you like to see what the cards bring up for you? I, I would. I have done it both ways. And this time, I would like to just see what the cards reveal. Amazing. Perfect. Okay. 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 Um, here we go. I'm going to take just a moment to tune in and shuffle, and then I will pull some cards. All right. I'm also going to take this time, because um, I like to get pretty hippy-dippy here. Um, yeah. I'm going to call in uh, Source Energy, Spirit, um, any Ascended Masters, your... Uh, spirit guides your specific spirit guides who have your best interests at heart um yes. 
and I'm just going to call them into this space so that they can help direct me to the clearest, most important, most resonant message for you right now. I think you're going to be pleasantly uh, helped by these folks. <laughs> I've got a good committee up there. They're pretty good. Yeah. 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 I feel it. I feel it. They got a good, they got a good end. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm pulling the first cards. Ooh. Ooh. I like the sound so far. I, I always make these sounds for anyone knows what anything means. They're like, what? Um, okay, cool. So I'm doing a Celtic crossbred. This is very positive. First of all, overwhelmingly positive, I'll say. Um, the situa Even with the situation at hand, it's nothing that is really in your conscious mind that is posing a, a direct um, problem. We have the Queen of Swords crossed with the Chariot. So the Chariot is a major arcana card that, that deals with... Um, the major arcana cards are like big themes in our life, um, big uh, points and milestones, kind of on everyone's on their own hero's journey, right? And right. the chariot has to do with having made a big decision um, or basically suddenly taking a new change of direction, a new change of course that you feel very determined about. Um, and this is crossed with the queen of swords, which swords, that's a... So the four suits, those are minor arcana cards. They deal with not those big over, overarching themes, but more so the, the little day-to-day -day struggles, how we, the, the pieces, the puzzle pieces of learning those large themes on the hero's journey. And the queen of swords, swords is the suit of air. That's all about mind, thoughts, mm -hmm. words. Um, so this has to do also with ideas, your mental state. And being mm -hmm. a queen, this is more in the creative realm. This is something having to do with... Um, so an artistic endeavor, a new artistic idea, or it could also have to do such something in the emotional realm, something with your um, emotional fulfillment in your life, your relationships, the people in your life, the things that you love and care about. Um, and being crossed with the, the chariot, this is also kind of affirming something, again, with a decision, a new direction, a, a change of course for you. Is this coming, does uh, anything coming to mind what this might be referring to? Well, well, it's so much, so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, should I tell you? <laughs> it's totally up to you. This can be as interactive as you'd like. Um, anything you well, want I, to share, just feel free to, to, uh, uh, interject. <laughs> well, there's a multiple fronts in which I think that could apply. However, I also know that we're, we decided to go forward with a live show, which we weren't going to do because it was canceled, of course, but we're going to go through and do a streaming version of the show, mm -hmm. which uh, I'm excited about. Yes. And that's kind of a new thing, but uh, it may not be as big as what those cards are referring to, in which case I have to think about some other. Could be. Well, that's on the horizon. It's, it could be, you know, this is not, it could be as, you don't know how big it is because we don't know what it's going to turn out to be. Right. That's um, correct. Yeah. Uh, regardless that does sound like it's a change of course for you a new change and and everything i mean i think the way that the world is right now it's kind of forcing people to change direction so there's a lot of there's a lot of re-navigation happening right now what's really interesting yes. is that in your subconscious mind this is the only place where i see something that might be holding you back in some way 
we have the eight Uh-oh. eight of swords which is um you'll see in the picture i send you it's um it kind of depicts a woman who's who's she's blindfolded and she has these swords that are stuck in the earth around her kind of creating like a prison and it has to do with feeling very well isolated <laughs> isolated and um kind of like the world has turned their back on you um it can be is her name corona <laughs> name in this case might be corona yeah um but it is it's it's because this is also a swords card this has to do really more so with mental isolation mental restriction um the ways in which we feel trapped purely not not so much in, in actually how things are manifesting for us though we are very physically isolated right now but more so the impact this is having on your mental state and how this is perhaps directly affecting this new idea, this new creative endeavor, or or this emotional, whatever this new decision was, this new direction, whatever it is you feel determined to pursue um, in that, you know, the filling of your emotional cup, there is a, a kind of subconscious thing right now that is also making you feel restricted in how you go about doing that, not completely free to fully pursue that to the degree that you want to pursue it. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> there is something that I, I am attentive about, and I haven't come to a place of peace in order to uh, move forward. Right on. That makes that makes yeah. total sense. Okay. Um, All right. The good thing about this is that, I mean, I do feel like you have every reason to, as best as you can, and of course, mental shifts are very difficult. It's, it's the hardest thing to change is really our mind. Um, but if you are able to bring that to your conscious mind and, and shed more awareness on where that fear is stemming from, what's in your near future position, as well as your the best potential outcome of this situation, we have the ace of wands in the near future. Wands is the suit of fire, new beginnings. Um, it's all about um, uh, soul, your, your soul purpose and and. Um, Think the things that you want, the things that motivate you and push you through life, like fuel you through life, like a fire, the things that keep us aflame and keep us burning. Um, it's what you're passionate about. So the ace of wands here is like saying the ace, that's the very first of that suit. It's like, this is a brand new beginning for you. This is like a, a, a spark, a new spark of electricity that is going to fuel you for a very, very long time and be very sustaining and fulfilling. Um, so this, whatever this is, this new direction, it feels very divinely blessed. Um, oh. yeah, very, very good. Like it's leading you in a very good direction. I feel like there's nothing that you really have to be afraid of except your own, the own, your own baggage that you're bringing to this situation, you know, from perhaps past failures or rejections. Yes, that sounds very true. Yeah. In your conscious mind also, we have the Knight of Cups, which is, um, also signifies a new kind of a proposal like there is a new opportunity coming your way and because it is cups it's this is very very tied to your emotional fulfillment um Uh and also to creativity cups that's so cups is water that's emotions that's um matters of the heart swords are mind wands are soul cups are heart so this is matters of the heart feeling very very emotionally fulfilled um so like I said, I just feel this is very, very blessed for you. Um, another, the advice to you in the advice position. Oh my God, this is, this is wild actually. <laughs> so, okay. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but okay. In the, in the, in the advice position, we have the four of cups. So this is very interesting. This card comes up when it's like, 
when there's also an almost an element of disillusion when you feel like you keep you're you're given the same thing um yes. so much you become used to this routine of like well this is the opportunities i these are the opportunity the only opportunities i ever get this is the same thing that i get in my routine every single day and yes. you become disillusioned by that that thing that is being given to you, which is still the act of giving is still a gift. There's still a cup that is being held out to you. And it causes us sometimes to make then assumptions about future cups that are given to us because we think, oh, that looks just like the same. This looks like all the other cups on the outside. I've had that cup before. Yeah, I've had that cup yes. before. And it sometimes yes. can make us limited in um, the potential for what those opportunities can become because we just, we, we, we think we already know what it is before we actually take it and drink from it and really see um, for ourselves. So this, I think this advice is like, you know, you might feel bored and restless with what's being given to you right now. What's, what's been coming your way. Don't be fooled by that. That disillusion is only something that you perpetuate and that you create. Yes. There to a certain extent, we, we do fall, find ourselves in routines, but you don't want to fall so deeply into that routine that you miss the cup that's holding something new for you just because you think you already know what's in it. Wow. Yes, Desi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking it in. Good. My goodness. Good. Yes. All of this rings absolutely true. I love it. We have three more cards. I'm going to quickly just go through real quick. Um, okay. The hermit. This is the external energy of the world. <laughs> the world. The way the world is supporting you right now. This is what I laughed at a minute ago because uh, the the energy that we are all receiving from the world right now is hermit energy. It's um it's very isolating and it's it's um you know we feel uh we're, we're really in that that time that alone time. The beauty of it though, and the hermit card. Uh, is, is very positive. There's nothing scary about being in that isolation unless we let it be. Um, the hermit card appears when we have a real chance to use solitude for the purpose of self-exploration and even healing, um, to do some real internal inner healing. More time with having that more time with yourself kind of forces you to face things that you're able to just write off or ignore because you're so caught up in the routine of the day-to-day and the the external distractions. This is really a time to live quietly, not necessarily, and really kind of take your life off display. I think that's another aspect of the Hermit card, especially in our culture. We're so used to living our lives on display. And this is a time when you really can take advantage of not doing that. Don't avoid the solitude. Don't avoid facing the parts of yourself, the shadow parts of yourself, just as well as you face the light parts, um, because yes. this is this has the potential for real, real growth and and real um, uh, positive change. Um, embrace the big hermit energy. Embrace the big hermit energy, one hundred percent. Got it. And I think if you're able to do all this with these final two cards, this is also, I'm along with that ace of wands in your future. Um, this is uh, the best potential outcome here is, is page of pentacles and the hopes in the hopes and fear position. We have the queen of wands. So queen of wands is like that ace of wands coming full circle, right? The ace is the beginning. Queen is near the very end. The hope is uh-huh. that you take your, you, you really as, assume your throne, your rightful throne in this creative endeavor, in this pursuit of this desire that you have. And it's, it's 
being queen energy. Remember, you have the queen of swords in the in the um, initial um, the two initial cards that were drawn. That's like the idea is birthed. This is the queen of wands. This is the manifestation of the idea. The the idea taking root in in your actual um, in the in its actual pursuit in achieving the actual goal and having that like sole purpose fulfilled. So that's really beautiful. And page of pentacles. That's like saying that's a very earth card. So pentacles is our only pentacles card we have. That's suit of earth. So that is how everything manifests in the tangible, in the physical. Um, it, it's it's in the realm of money, property, job, um, possessions, all the all the things that we uh, associate with um, kind of winning at life, <laughs> like the game of life, and. <laughs> Page is like create that's that's about creating a strong foundation. So this is like all of this will not only be fulfilling to you emotionally and and giving you what you want, keeping you aligned with your sole purpose, but also it will reward you in very earthly ways. This could be a, a thing that that from which you get money and you it supports you and sustains you in a very real tangible way. Um so I say go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there before you, isn't it? it is. I mean, have you ever had a better reading? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good reading. It, it's truly, yeah, this is a very, very good reading. Ooh, yeah. ah, boy, I'm very reassured by what you've put out there. <laughs> good. I'm so glad. That's what Tara should do. It should, it should, uh, it's a, it should be encouraging. Yes, it's very uh, reaffirming. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. My goodness, then uh, uh, that's that's all. That's 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 it. Yeah, that's, I don't need any more. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the main gist of it all. Yeah, it's 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 all there. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Desi, I am uh, uh, go into the next uh, week or so of isolation uh, encouraged. Good. <laughs> and with a great more uh, a great uh, deal of optimism. Yes. Let's put it that way. Yes. And uh, I'm going to be thinking about all, everything that you've told me. Um, now, I would like to do this every week. <laughs> I, I would lo- I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to push my luck, though. Uh, <laughs> but people can people can do this with you now. Yes, they, they can. can. They can sign- so how can people sign up to do this? So uh, I, um, I, I. Or do you offer it in a different form? Well, I, I, so I offer it in a few forms. I think the best way, I don't have a website, but I think the best way to reach me is over Instagram. I'm at Starkeology Tarot. Um, that's spelled S-T-A-R-C-H-A-E-O-L-O-G-Y. Hope I spelled that yep. right. Um, <laughs> uh, tarot, T-A-R-O-T. And um, you can just direct message me if you'd like to book a, a, an actual reading. I do hour-long readings, um, really getting deep into this. But then also I have a YouTube channel that is um, linked there. Um, and I do readings for all 12 signs for each month, as well as a bunch of other random readings here and there, depending on what's happening uh, with the world. <laughs> and sure, what we yes. Yeah. And hopefully you would do these in person once we're all done with all this. Yes. Yeah. I used to do yeah. them in person, but I have been doing them over FaceTime and quite successfully. It's It, it works. It works over FaceTime, too. So. Well, even just audio, it worked for That's, me. I mean, this is my first audio, fully audio <laughs> reading, and and I think it, it worked well. <laughs> it worked very well. Um, well, Desi, thank you so much for uh, sharing thank you uh, your so gifts much. with me. Thank you, Desi. Um, 
I wish you good health and comfort among the stars. Yeah, I wish you the same and, and really harness that big hermit energy. Oh, it's on. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds great. Bye-bye. Well, I won't lie. That made me feel pretty good. These things that I'm working on are going to be something. I just need to get out of my little cage of mind swords and take the leap into the sky chariot or something. But my thanks to Desi and the cards for offering a little support and clarity. Friends, there's still light out there. Spring is putting on a show even as we're stuck inside. Maybe because of it. I know I've complained about the birds being so loud. And they are. But every day I thank the goddess for those squawks, for the buds on the trees. Renewal is coming. We mourn the loss of so many. And thinking about how so much of this could have been avoided, well, it certainly caused me to cry in public on more than one occasion. Daily life, grocery runs, it's stressful. But these are small stresses compared to what so many are going through. So if, amidst the darkness, we can catch a little bit of that light, that warmth, Let's try to share it with those who may need it, those who may have trouble seeing it. No matter what we turn to to get through this, we are one species, one planet. And so, just as I do every time we're together, I ask you to remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season... I encourage you all to leave your portals open.